You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Hello, Questers. As the friendly man always says, you are listening to The Quest for 100, and this is no simple episode. This is a not only a guest episode, not only an expert episode, but a true friends episode because we have a friend here with us today, uh, a special guest today. Jen is is on the line on the the Zoom call today to talk with with Brian and myself. And uh, yeah, we're we're really excited to to have you here, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Can't wait to get into it. I'm here too. Brian, uh, I'm here too. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I wanted to first introduce our guest and then say Brian also is here. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, the regulars are here. But, but yeah, we, we brought Jen on. She is a uh, friend uh, of mine and a very close friend of my wife, Alyssa's, who listeners will know uh, was the guest. I often mention her as well. So you'll probably catch her through that. But, she was a guest for Real Housewives, which I believe, Jen, you're a fan of too, right? Oh, huge fan. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great minds think alike? Yeah. Question mark? But, uh, but yeah, no, we, we chatted. I texted Jen earlier this week, and so we were thinking about like doing this episode, and you were really the first person that, that came to mind as, as a aficionado, but, you know, before we, you know, do our normal spiel and go through all the motions here, Jen, why don't you, why don't you tell us, you know, why f- is is Friends your favorite show, and and really, you know, what what are some of like your interests as you you talk about some of these TV shows? So Friends is my favorite show. It used to be my the only show that I would call my favorite. I now Hmm. would say that I have two to three favorite shows. Um, And they are, they are Parks and Rec and 30 Rock. So they kind of all fall in the Mm. same like sitcom realm. I also will say Real Housewives is my favorite show. And I do watch that way too often, but friends will always have a very special part in my heart. Mm -hmm. And that is because it is, a show that I will never get sick of and I've watched over and over and over again and I really do sometimes feel like they are my friends I think about them like they are my friends <laughs> wow it's sad <laughs> yeah I don't know if you should be happy or impressed or we should be impressed with that or what but it definitely qualifies you for this episode absolutely what level of expert friends expert would you say you are like on a scale of one to ten I would say when I was in high school, it was a scary 10. Like I had watched the episodes so many times that you can freeze frame at any point. And just by their stance and their clothing, I could tell you like what season, what episode, what the line was. I've gotten a little bit uh, calmer with the amount that I've watched it. And I'm actually, that's something I should be proud of because it was an unhealthy amount. With uh, my memory not being a very good memory, I would say that I am probably at like, in eight now and i think i think that's a good thing yeah 
a healthy eight. A healthy eight. <laughs> Honestly, like there's there's probably I know that there's a lot of people that's that became tens and stayed tens, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I I appreciate someone who is a diehard of a certain show, but to your point, I think as as you you grow older and you see a lot of new shows and different types of shows, you grow uh, appreciation for those types of things. So when, when, when did you officially first get back in or first get into friends? Cause it's been around for a while. Yeah. So I was young for the level of humor. And I think probably a lot of it went above my head at the time, mm-hmm. but I would say fourth to fifth grade. Um, I remember, yeah, young, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember being in my parents' kitchen and my sister was telling my mom about the show you had to see. And then it came on our um, TV in the kitchen. And instead of my mom becoming like just enthralled, I did. And I couldn't mm. stop watching it. And I stole my dad's TV from the basement that was like a black and white dial up TV, like it didn't have a remote. The, like the actual channels were moved by like a radio wheel and it had an antenna and all. And I used to watch it under the covers as if my parents couldn't hear it, but <laughs> I used to want to get as much of it as I possibly could. And, and I, I don't want to, you know, give away your age or anything, but what time period were we talking here? Is it, is like, was it live at that point? Yes. Uh, it, well, it ran from 1994 to 2004, yeah. and I was in late middle school in 2004 when it okay. ended. Okay. Jen and I are in uh, the similar age bracket, Brian. Oh, and so, so we have times, the Barney. See, yeah. Justin and I, if you haven't listened, Justin and I have the Barney age gap, mm-hmm. where where he he yeah. was in that that slot of you know when Barney was cool for you know that age group, whereas. Barney came around well after I was, you know, young enough to well, think not Barney. Well, well after. You're well, not that much older than me, Brian. Okay, okay. But Barney was not, like, I was just mature enough where Barney wasn't cool. So we've we've determined we have the Barney age gap. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I also loved Barney Once Upon yeah. a Time. That was See? my favorite show. Yeah. See? Yep. Barney age <laughs> Close gap. Close second never, behind. Friends. Never hit me. Yeah. <laughs> what made funny. you fall in love with Friends? I still, to some degree, think I have the same reason of why I love it, and it's and it's truly an ensemble show. So they, it's six friends who act like family, and all live together in the city trying to figure out life. And I think that that is the ideal. So anytime, I, I love friends that are like just a one-on-one friendship, but I thrive in like a group that really support each other. And I just felt that they had the dream that these, this was a group of friends who were also family. Nice. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned this as you kind of were a diehard and you still are, but I want to know how many times have you actually watched the series through, if you could estimate, cause I know that might be challenging and, and almost more importantly, because I have, I'm, I'm maybe picking a bone with Alyssa, uh, my wife. She, uh, I would consider a quoter. Are you a quoter when the show is on? Someone who, I wish there was an actual word for this. I looked it up, there isn't. So I'm, I'm uh, trademarking this. But if the show's on and you can literally line for line, not only can you, but you are quoting line for line or many of the lines. So I want to know how many times and then if you are a quoter because you've watched it so many times. 
Right. I have watched it. I'm go. I'm gonna lowball it and say at least fifteen times through the whole season, the whole series. I mean, part of this was because I did not have cable for many, many, many years. Okay. And I had all the VHSs and all the DVDs, seasons one through ten. And I brought them with me to college, and I would just watch season one through ten, and then yeah. once ten was over, go back to one. It's the only thing I watched for years. And yeah. due to that, I can probably quote the episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, just yeah. from the beginning to end, and I do. Yes. Now, if you're in company of other people, do you quote it as well? Like, is it a communal thing? Or? You're just straight up calling out your wife, aren't you? <laughs> I, I mean, I, Alyssa and I quote each Like, Alyssa and I will pass things back and forth. There's a line, gum would be perfection. And it's a line that Chandler says. Hmm. So if I ever, like, offer gum to Alyssa, that's what I expect her to say to me. Got it. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, I will say, like, I, I have my opinions, and I bring this up because it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, but there, I originally, uh, Alyssa, and this gets a little bit into, you know, maybe our backgrounds, but Alyssa is a, is a big fan of, of friends. Jen even mentioned, you know, why didn't you have Alyssa on? I was like, well, she already was a, a, a guest. Um, but you know, at, in earlier years of us dating and, you know, us living together too, friends was a show that would always be on in the background. And she was a huge, huge fan. So she would quote it. And I started to resent watching the show at the time because because I was like, ah, if I want to listen to you quoted to me, then I, I don't need to watch the show. But then I got into shows like The Office and now I find myself doing the same thing. And so I, I compl- I've done a 180 and I, I, I don't mind it. I completely understand it. There's something about like, it's almost like a challenge to yourself how well you know the show if you can quote it well. Uh, but probably for someone who's new to it might be not loving it like I once was, but uh, yeah. I hear that. It definitely is a challenge. I feel like proud when I get it right. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Sorry, I'm doing some math because I wanted to to <laughs> see because there's it, I, it says there's 236 episodes, and so right. you watch them 15 times through. They're 30 minute episodes, right? About if you take out the commercials with the yeah. DVDs, so, it's about twenty to twenty-two minutes. 22, okay. Although I'll give some you of those seasons you've watched with commercials, so so <laughs> for a little so, bit of time, round up. Yeah, we're talking uh, about eighty thousand hours or eighty thousand no 80, minutes. Hours? Minutes, excuse me, eighty thousand oh, minutes, excuse me, eighty thousand minutes. Okay. Yeah. Can you break that down to hours quickly? Um. Yeah. So to twelve thousand, oh, thirteen thousand hours. Um. I would like you to edit out the part where I said fifty-four. Fifty-four days of your life. Fifty-four straight days. I mean, that seems wrong, but I also know it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. 54 days in, you know, 30 or so years. Like, that's uh, that's not that. That's small. Again, I I'm, said I struggled when I was in third or fourth grade. So, yeah. really, that's nothing. <laughs> and, and when you watch, are you, like, enthralled? Are you, like, paying attention? Or is it on in the background? 
Like these rewatching. I'm never watching anything fully. I am always cooking or, you know, doing a puzzle or cleaning or doing something else with my laptop, doing work. So no, I would say I'm I'm very often doing other things, but I don't need to be because I know the show so well. So if I was watching it the first time through, I probably would be the person on like the edge of my seat. But at this point, I can be in the other room and just hear it and know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, maybe season or an episode and, and why? I mean, I think seasons eight through 10 were shockingly strong. And I think that's really unique for a series because most tv shows i think start off very strong and then as you're getting into like the later seasons people kind of they jump the shark and they do crazy things and i don't feel that friends did that and i would say eight is probably the strongest with some of Hmm. the most unique episodes but eight through ten really you got you know the characters so well and they're so developed that you they're they're almost predictable in this and in a good way like you know what they're going to do because they spent so much time on developing them yeah yeah i think it's interesting you say that i i often compare it to the office which is my favorite comedy and you know for for me the office is the meat right it's the the this i don't know if you're an office are you an office fan huge office fan okay great you mentioned parks and rec and uh, office and come so um, the office to me is like the meat of it. It's like seasons two to five are just epic. Don't talk to Brian about nope. office, by the way. He he's terrible. I watched the um, first three but, seasons. I can't get into it. I, I just can't get into that's it. Shocking. Cause yeah, it's, it's so good. It is. It's so good. But anyway, so the meat of it is just great, but then it starts to, it falls off a little bit towards the end. And then it like picks up at the very end to be great again, in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear. I I did not anticipate you to say the last couple seasons being the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of love for those middle seasons too. I mean, there's a lot of love for every season, I'm sure. But it's it's oftentimes the a couple of the things that happen. You know, the Monica and Ross scenarios. Um, you know that, or just relationship scenarios that kind of get into it. But um, I was not a huge fan of. Ross and Emily being together and Mm. so that is the center of the series Mm. and it would and I often (laughs) wait 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 wait. Justin you're like "Mm, mmm yeah like you do you know what she's talking about yes I know Ross and Emily oh okay because I I got no clue I got no clue okay Uh, well it's a relationship that never needed to exist in order for the show to be good but it lasted way too long and it is right smack in the center of the series. So the hmm. center of the series is not my favorite. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm lacking on the pop culture. Uh I will yeah. say, you know, just in general, uh most things that Justin says that have a pop culture reference go right over my head. So yeah. I you know, we've kind of you've slightly unburied your lead there Justin, but I I very I've watched friends I have very little knowledge of friends and I think maybe the the most interesting thing in my life about friends was that when I was in middle school uh we had our like end of the year like I don't know I wouldn't call it 
it's like a graduation video and the people who produced produced it redid the uh opening sequence the yeah oh, the opening sequence. The o- okay. opening sequence in the fountain because we had a fountain in in our city that looked somewhat similar and so like they redid it as kind of a the opening sequence of the yearbook video and and that's about the closest thing i've come to friends that's a dream <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of that fountain uh when Alyssa and i went to new york jen you probably know this it doesn't exist we looked it's everywhere for okay. for yeah it's in and we were like we thought it would and we're like oh yeah it's it's for some reason we were thinking it was in central park or somewhere around it and then we did our research and found that it wasn't but yeah i was kind of bummed i was hoping to take pictures at it but um, yeah it, that yeah. i mean it definitely was supposed to in their yeah. world it existed in central park but yeah, yeah. now they nope. filmed very very little of the show in, in new york yeah we did visit the the building this i'm sure have you done this too where the they do that pan over the outside of the building where the or the apartment building uh we went to see that side of the building it was like oh cool <laughs> and then moved on I have not done it, but I will tell you that I I would like to because they will show in the first like three to four seasons the same exact shot of the building and this woman wearing glasses, a hat and a bag walking by, but it's the same woman like 50 times over. And so I want to find the woman more than I want to (laughs) see the apartment building. I'm like, who is she? She should be a character. Yeah, I I do. I was thinking about it. Well, I guess I'll get in the background before I get too deep into this, but so my, my, my background with friends is that I married a person that is dedicated to the show and was her favorite show. And honestly, I think Jen, you probably, you, you, I know Alyssa probably fed off of you a little bit and maybe you fed off of each other and the love for it at, at certain points. But, but so because of that, we, we had it on a lot. Uh, I again, resented a little bit of the quoting at certain points. Um, so I was I was turned off from that. I'm I'm waiting for her to like walk in the room and just call me out right now. <laughs> um, there she is. But uh, but yeah. So I I was not a huge fan for, for I was like okay with it. And over time, honestly, we've been living out in Seattle for I guess seven year plus now. And over time, I've grown to like it a lot more. It's not my favorite show by any means. I know. I I probably have seen it every episode probably two to three times, but not you in order. Do. Yeah, I do. I you know, to get to what was it? 15, He's only got a couple days. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you um, got a few more days to go. Yeah. So I, I I'm definitely growing in my respect for it. Um but but yesterday we were watching it was Maybe the first time in in our lives, uh, my life certainly, that I asked Alyssa, "Hey, can we watch Friends?" Uh, <laughs> and she, of course, obliged. She didn't even bat an eye. And uh, we watched. Uh, I watched one episode from every season yesterday, just to kind of feel, freshen up on Friends because we haven't watched it in a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about like as you mentioned that there's so many people that have like little, not only cameos but people that just are kind of there and around the show and are um and how they probably that's the proudest moment of their life is that they were in friends 
um, just like in the coffee shop. Remember episode 2.7 and I'm like in the coffee shop or whatever. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? I would say that most of them have been my favorite character at different points. Like I really will gravitate towards one at different points of um, my time watching the show. Right now and probably initially too, Phoebe is my favorite character. She <laughs> is the most unique. And I think, I think one thing that didn't last over time with the show is I think if the show was currently on, uh, I think that it would have a lot of issues. There's a lot of things they do and say that are really not appropriate, but Phoebe kind of has always been a very open-minded person. She's always very much been herself. She's quirky. She's somebody that I don't think is most people's favorite. Um, and I like that about her. And I just enjoy that she is a, like a supportive friend and she's never really the one causing the dr drama or the mishaps, but she's always adding to the fun. Yeah. It, do you think she's the most like you, Jen? No. I mm. have one character that I am unfortunately eerily similar to, and that would be um, Monica Geller. Okay. <laughs> really? And, Interesting. Yeah. I guess there's some tendencies there that I could I could pick out, but... I think it's her... Uh, her so, I love to cook, and she is a chef, mm -hmm. and I actually used to want to be a chef. Um, because of her? And no, I've always loved cooking since when I was really, really little and I actually teach a cooking class now. Oh, so, nice. yeah, so I love to cook like her. I am a neat freak. And like there's an episode where she makes her own cleaning product and everybody wants to know what's in it. And I literally make my own cleaning product and my friends are like, what's in this? <laughs> um, and I am way too competitive when it comes to like mm. board games i've played settlers of Catan with you justin it's yeah it's not a fun it, experience it can get dangerous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so monica geller is who i would relate the most to okay yeah no i i see parts of that now do you have a closet full of uh things that you've shoved in for uh years and years don't we all yeah, actually, honestly, that I mean, Brian, I don't know if you got this piece, but uh, there was an episode where she just like shoved stuff into a closet, and that was, I think, partly how she cleaned, not how she cleaned, but it helped. And I always was like that growing up, like how I would clean, I'd just make everything look nice, and just shove everything into a closet, and just shut the door, and nobody open it. Oh, you need goodness. one space to put like, yeah. things that. You can't yeah. be out and so a closet works yeah exactly well i think we've we've uh asked you a many questions but i i would love all right well i think we've asked you a fair amount of questions jen i'd love to jump into some news on the topic you're a newsman i ever tell you otherwise punch me in the face so my news Honestly, first and foremost, as we go through any of this stuff, I will be shocked. I'm sure Brian will too if any of this is news and or new to you as an expert, Jen. So feel free to expand if we aren't covering things correctly. But my goal with history, whenever we have guests, is always to give you like one nugget, one thing that, that I can stump you with. So that's my goal when we get into the dropping the knowledge. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. 
Uh, <laughs> she, she's even skeptical. Yeah. Well, I mean, my news, again, this is something that Jen will know, but for more casual Friends fans, this was news to me. I thought this was interesting. So the cast, this came out uh, maybe about a month ago, that the cast is set to gather for a special HBO Max uh, episode, if you would, uh, on there. And HBO's new streaming service uh, launched back in May 27th. And to honor the 25th anniversary of the sitcom, they were putting together this this little special episode. Now, so it has the entire cast. is the first time that the entire cast is getting together for anything uh, that I, or at least from what I read, since the show ended. You're so um, unsure about your statements because you, you were like... I, uh, I know uh, that's how I'm Jen, like looking Jen at Jen. I'm like, oh, me. she's gonna jump. It's like in 2007, the <laughs> Friends cast. Got, no, but yeah. So they they talked about this. They're all kind of a part of the um, producing of it. So uh, they're gonna revisit the set, have surprises, and share behind the scenes footage. But they're not gonna be portraying their original characters. They're just gonna be appearing as themselves. And uh, the cast is actually offering up six tickets for the taping of the reunion special, although the date and the filming itself is still unknown. Uh, the auction is pa- part of the All In Challenge, through which celebrities are raising funds for various organizations like America's Food Fund. So I thought that was kind of cool that they're doing that. All right. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it was put on hold because of COVID. So yeah, yeah, and I know I that. Yeah, I noted that all of them posted about it on on Instagram and social and whatnot. And but uh, it, my guess is that yeah, it's going to keep being on hold until they can actually get together. Well, my news uh, isn't quite. It's about a month old, I guess. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, who plays Phoebe, she went on the uh, Jimmy Kimmel show, and um, they talked about a bunch of the things. But but one of the things that uh, I kind of spurned to was the fact that Jimmy asked her if she kept any mementos or anything from the the actual show, um, and apparently the thing that she has is a cookie jar, and she said that it it came from you know one of the moments that happened in the show where she says that her line was that oh I better get going, you know like she was running late but she didn't have a watch on and and she was already shooting the the scene so she was trying to find a clock and she gestured to the cookie jar that was a clock and so apparently um matthew perry basically stole this piece of of set for her once the whole thing was over because of that uh that one instance so can you name the episode and the uh, the <laughs> moment that it happens? Oh, that's that is tough. I don't think that I can. I feel I love things like that where clearly that wasn't like a big part of the show, and it's just something that happened naturally. Um, I see Phoebe didn't have that's in, Phoebe wasn't running late for many things, so I feel like we can <laughs> narrow it down. She didn't really have many places to go to. I don't have it listed, so I just want. I was just interested to know if you knew what off uh, the top of your head. It's gonna. I'll, I'll text you tonight. It's gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> work on it. Great, great. We'll we'll add it in the description of the podcast. Great. <laughs> All 
right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some dropping some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy, and we always, always start with history. So, like I said earlier, Jen, my goal is to give you one fact that you didn't know about the show. So, here we go. So, David Crane and Marta Kaufman, they began developing three new television pilots in 1930, excuse me, yeah, 1993, not 1933, 1993. The idea was conceived when Crane and Kaufman began thinking about the time when they had finished college and started living by themselves in New York. Kaufman believed that, you know, that that was kind of the time in your life where uh, the future was like a question mark and and you were very unsure. So so they um, wanted to tell the story of these people who are, you know, in their mid-20s or 30s. So in December of 1993, they pitched the idea under the title of Insomnia Cafe to NBC. You're okay. Oh for one. Oh for one. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's well, well Insomnia not for me, but... Cafe. Then Six of One was another name. Yep. Yeah. So there were a lot of names. Yep. So Kaufman and <laughs> Crane took just three days to write a pilot script uh, for the show, and they. During that pilot script, they called it "Friends Like Us." NBC ordered uh, ordered it or liked the series and ordered the series, and and so they changed to the name to Six of One" because "Friends Like Us" was too similar to an ABC com- uh, sitcom at the time that was the "Friends of Mine." So David Schwimmer was actually the first actor that was cast. Uh, of all of them and the writers were actually writing the character of Ross specifically with him in mind and then after that Courtney Cox was cast and she at the time was the most famous of the actors and um, actually Kaufman and Crane wanted her to be the character of Rachel but she insisted that she wanted to play Monica when Joey or excuse me Matt LeBlanc auditioned for Joey uh, he put a, a quote-unquote different spin on the character than what was originally written in the, the pilot script. He played Joey as mo- more of a simple-minded you know, character than was intended. And Crane and, and Kaufman uh, did not want LeBlanc at, uh, for the role at the time, but they, the network actually told, him, told them to cast him. And then obviously Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry and Lisa Kudrow were also cast throughout the the auditions. You might be saying this, but something I find amazing is Lisa Kudrow. The amount of people who audition for Phoebe Buffay is absolutely insane. Are you going to get? Are you going to get to? No, that? go for it. It's like Ellen DeGeneres, Jane Lynch, like big time people, and I think that that is amazing to me because I don't think Lisa Kudrow at the time was nearly as big as she is now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those two people were. Yeah, for and sure. Jane Lynch and Ellen. And so I love that she got it because I don't can't see anybody else playing her. And also Jennifer Aniston was actually similar to what you said about Courtney Cox playing Rachel, Jennifer Aniston addition, initially auditioned for Monica. Yeah. So they switched. Yeah. The cast is amazing. Like John Favreau, I think, was set to play Math like Chandler, like yeah. the oh. John Cryer okay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, you know, we talked about this in the office episode, Justin, it just 
how different shows could be if if you know oh yeah they had cast somebody else like they may not have been hits like they are yeah it's it's crazy i mean it mind-boggling honestly to think about some of these characters and again like you said in the office and i can relate with that show but even with friends you can't picture rachel as monica like it just is impossible to put her in that role without it being a joke episode right like it's it's so hard to comprehend those those changes or or even like you know love ellen to death but like i i can't picture her in in phoebe's role i'm phoebe is phoebe right um, agreed yeah i know that they all give david schwimmer a hard time for not having to audition because <laughs> <laughs> they all did and that the fact that you know um jim burrows wrote it it in specific or like wanted him specifically i think makes all the others a slightly jealous they'll poke fun at him for that yeah so just quickly to kind of go over the show you know it we already talked about how this six young adults um that were either roommates or neighbors in new york city's greenwich greenwich village and you know we've got the three men and the three three women so you've got monica geller who's a chef who and you mentioned this she often changes jobs and boyfriends in her search for the perfect match. Uh, her brother, Ross, played by David Schwimmer, uh, is a pathologist and divorcee three times over by the end of the series, and he has a child. He has a long-standing crush with Rachel Green or Jennifer Aniston, who is a fashion-minded woman who grew up in a wealthy family but works uh, as a barista at Central Perk a Cafe and popular meeting spot for the group. And she eventually lands a job with Ralph Lauren, uh, Phoebe Buffet. I wanted to say Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Phoebe Buffet, played by Lisa Kudrow, is the the you know kind of quirky musician, wannabe uh, musician, um, and just got a kind of quirky outlook on life, like you said. Uh, Joey Tribbiani, played by Matt LeBlanc. Uh, is mostly struggling actor and uh, really confines in his his friend uh, Chandler uh, Bing, who's played by Matt, Matthew Perry, well-off statistics and, and data analyst who has a ter- terrible luck with women and in, in times uh, develops an eye for Monica. And so... You know, you talked about how things were, were sh- a lot of things were shot on location in, in um, you know, Los Angeles and California. Uh, so the filming of the actual show started in early 1994 on stage five at Warner Brothers. And it only lasted on stage, on that stage for one year before moving to stage 24, which at the end of filming became named the Friends Stage. You, we talked about it already, but the, the opening credit sequence uh, was actually filmed on the Warner Brothers lot. It was actually filmed at 4 a.m. rather than, oh. you know, late at night. I guess it would be really early morning. So, um, and, and one thing that I really had no idea about is actually they actually filmed in front of a live studio audience, except for a couple episodes that they were on site in different cities. And cliffhangers. They would never film if there was a cliffhanger. Correct. Yes, I did, I did, I did see that. The first episode premiered on, on September 22nd, 1994. Uh, like you said, it, it lasted 10 seasons, and, and uh, the finale was on May 6th, 2004. 
And then on, on January 1st, 2015, all of the episodes became available on Netflix. Um, and so we've kind of gotten this resurgence of people getting, you know, interested again in the the series. But then this year in, in 2020, they removed it from Netflix as it was being moved over to Warner Media's own live streaming option of, of HBO Max. So I blame Netflix taking off Friends for everything we've experienced in 2020. Oh, <laughs> wow. The Friends curse? Yeah, it's the Friends curse. Hmm. Interesting. Right, so you have a, a lot of power. I, so Yeah, and yeah. I didn't watch it that much when it was on Netflix because I actually was trying to take a break from it so that I could enjoy it the mm-hmm. next time I watched it. And then I started it like a week before I it what? went off, and I did not know. Like it just was happenstance. Oh no! Why, where is it? Where is it? I know. Oh, that's got to be terrible to be like committed to get back into it and then not have access to it. And I mean, I do have those DVDs, but who yeah. wants to change out a DVD every six episodes exactly. now? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a nightmare. What a nuisance. <laughs> Um, Gotta get up off the couch. (laughs) No, thanks. I think I struck out. I I struck out. I think you did, Brian. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about Phoebe's clock cookie jar. Well, okay. There you go. I don't know that I... I know they all took something. Like, I think Joey took the Magna Doodle on the back of the drawer. Like, they all took something that was meaningful. But I don't... I'm, it's going to bother me that I can't figure out what that what that scene is and what that episode is. So you did stump me. Okay. I, I guess I guess I'll take that solace. It wasn't it wasn't from my my dropping knowledge, but we'll we'll live. I think that just shows that I'm unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the more unhealthy uh, quote unquote you are, the better the expert you are. So exactly. It's, it's great yeah Good. if you could have listed off the exact episode that she references it then then man i would have been impressed. we're just gonna stop talking and just let you run the rest of the show i can't Sounds good. i can't wait for the text message that says oh it was season four episode three yeah. and she was actually on her way to do this that that's gonna be really amazing <laughs> Well, I, I will do my best to stump you. Uh, I don't have stump-worthy things, I don't think, but uh, but interesting things uh, on the stat side, as I typically go over. So typically when we do a show or a movie, I love to pull in IMDb. And with this set, I actually want to ask you, as, as an expert, mm-hmm. what do you think is the highest-rated episode of all time on IMDb? I... I know this is wrong, but my guess would be any of the Thanksgiving episodes Mm. because they are things that people looked forward to every year. And it was often the commercials and the promoting for the Thanksgiving episodes was huge. So my, I would have said the Thanksgiving episodes, but I, I know that's wrong. I just don't know what the correct answer is. And I don't, I don't have the ratings of those specific episodes though. I do think, I'm with you. I, I enjoy those episodes. There's um, some funny ones in there. In fact, in our one paid social ad, Brian, I used one of the gifts from uh, a Thanksgiving episode of Friends. Um, hmm. Fun, fun, fun quest of 100 history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no idea. 
but uh, no, so the the correct answer, not that you were wrong per se, is the one where everyone finds out or everybody finds out, which is the episode where they all find out that Monica and Chandler are together. Mm-hmm. And it's rated a 9.7 out of 10, which is pretty darn high. I watched that episode last night uh, along with episode, uh, probably 10 or 12 other episodes and that one is hilarious. Like, I, Joey in that episode is spectacular. Like, he just wants it to be over, and it just like keeps going back and forth. And it's it's a spectacular episode. So I I I'm happy with that rating. You rate uh, it the same, a nine point seven. I would rate it pretty high. I mean, I'm a pretty. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, I, I don't rate things high like tens ever. Uh, I think I only have like two shows that I've ever rated a 10 and that's uh, The Office and maybe Game of Thrones, although that came down actually after the last season. But anyway, um, I would I would give it a pretty high rating. But the other, the other couple episodes here in the top 3.5, I'll say, the last two episodes actually were rated a 9.7 and a 9.5. Uh, so part one as most watched or highest rated highest rated episode so people that is surprising yeah so i i guess i'd ask you i mean you i know you liked the last seasons were you happy with how it ended because people always get mad at how shows end sure so i was kind of shocked that they were up in the top episodes um it made sense I don't think I necessarily was thrilled, but I don't know what I would want out of it. Like I will tell you there are other sitcoms like how I met your mother where I like, I know I wanted a different ending. Um, There are other shows. I think parks and rec has probably the best finale of any sitcom I've ever seen. Parenthood has an incredible finale. Like those are shows where those last episodes, Mm -hmm. they did it right especially Parks and Rec. I think that you really see that they've moved on, that they can't constantly be with each other every second, but they're still in each other's lives. Um, And Friends, I just felt there were, the storylines were tied up, but it was, some of them felt like they had to be tied up because the show was ending. Yeah. I didn't love that. Yeah, you never want to see a a show force it and, at time, like as an office, a big fan of The Office, like at times I felt like they were forcing things. But for me, I put The Office as a really good ending. Like the last episode, bringing back Michael Scott, and you know that final thing, that final episode it was just very emotional, bringing the people together. And then you know, Friends never necessarily left, though. You have you have the Ross and Rachel finally feeling like it comes together and to to a peak. So I guess people are really happy about that. But yes. I know I said once that the best, the episodes that were often loved by fans were episodes where they never really left the apartments. Hmm. So that often meant like all six were together and it often meant there was a lot of like them living just like their normal lives and there wasn't a, a whole lot of else happening in the world, which I think probably developed character and relationships. And so I one time read, or I think it was, may have been mentioned on MP, NBC's like 25th anniversary. Um, mm. But I had read that and I thought that was interesting because yeah. it's very low budget. 
Yeah, for sure. And they just rely on the personalities, right? Like once you build up the characters, you don't have to have a crazy plot line. It can just be simple and just, and they're probably vibing off of each other. I don't know how much, if any, uh, maybe you know this, is is there any improv with friends or is it most, is it like a hundred percent scripted? I think that there's minimal. I think if something okay. works, they'll keep it in, but I think that yeah. they are pretty scripted. You can kind of tell by like watching the bloopers that, they'll do it 20 times over until they get yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas if you watch bloopers of Parks and Rec, they'll mm-hmm. twist the lines and then it, often the line that is said, it, it was not in the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. Going back to them all being together in a room without a lot of extras, I actually believe the episode that was highest rated, I don't think they ever really leave the two main apartments. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll I'll go th- I'll spin through some of this stuff because I know we've been chatting a lot. So the most viewed episode you mentioned is this the most viewed. The actual the most viewed was fifty two point nine million viewers, and it was a forty seven percent share. So for those who don't know TV ratings, that means forty seven percent of TVs that were on were on Friends, which is um, insane for this is the U.S. Um, and it's the one after the Super Bowl, and uh, it was the most watched episode in the series and the highest rated Super Bowl lead out program of all time. So um, apparently there was a lot of uh, I don't know if you remember this episode, Jen, but there was a, a lot of cameos like Julia Roberts was in it and it just was like a bunch of people and they kind of made it big in that way. But people were kind of disappointed because they people I think sometimes you feel like you want those cameos and and subtly put in there it's fine but when you like throw them all in it's like you're just forcing it so um sure but uh so the the series was nominated for 32 emmy awards over the course of its run and i'll actually i i had some ratings here but i'll i want to talk about a little bit of the money side wait wait 32 62 62 emmy awards okay i was gonna say yeah. 32 would no. not be very many. No, 62 is pretty good, though. So you talked, Brian, you mentioned the, the transition with Netflix and all that. So Netflix paid around $100 million to continue licensing the program from Warner Media through 2019 after fan uproar. Netflix, which acquired all 236 episodes on January first of 2015 previously paid not 30 million per year so they went from 30 to 100 just to get one more year uh and then hbo max reportedly spent 85 million for each episode the next five years of the show so they if you do have do you have hbo jen i do not okay yeah so i we we're just watching it luckily we're using uh, Alyssa's sister's account, but we can get access to to HBO and um, and stream that. But uh, but yeah, they paid a pretty penny and stole it away from Netflix, which is kind of a bummer because most people have Netflix, but not many people, not as many people have HBO. Um, but that's why they spend so much money to kind of turn people over. So as it gets to the actual cast members in their original contracts for the first season. Cast members were paid twenty-two thousand five hundred per episode. The cast members received different salaries in the second season, beginning from 
the 20,000 range to 40,000 per episode. Before their salary negotiations for the third season, the cast decided to enter collective negotiations despite Warner Brothers' preference for individual deals. The actors were given a salary of at least of the least paid cast member, which I thought was interesting. The stars were paid $75,000 per episode in season three, 85 in four, 100,000 in five, 125,000 in six, 750,000 in season seven and eight, and 1 million in the seasons nine and 10, making Aniston, Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox and Lisa Kudrow the highest paid TV actresses of all time at that point. Wow. Which I thought also was interesting. That's got to be why and, it lasted so long. Like, the, the well, whole cast lasted for 10 years. Yeah. Jennifer what, because they had the same pay? Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that initially they wanted to pay Courtney Cox, um, David Schwimmer, and I don't remember who the other person was, but there was a third more than the rest because mm-hmm. they wanted to create the storylines of them being the centered characters and everyone else being peripheral. Mm-hmm. But initially, Courtney Cox had just come off Seinfeld where the, she basically said everyone works together and it works for them. That's why that show is successful. Yeah. And yeah. then they kind of adapted that mindset. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but it makes a lot of sense. Again, to your point, Brian, too, is that you know, they had this really strong bond, both obviously on the show, but then behind it to say like, no, we're in this together and let's lean on each other for that, um, which is really cool. Um, and the last kind of like follow up to that is, so sources told the Hollywood reporter that stars negotiated their fees on this uh, new HBO Max special and they will be paid between 2.5 and $3 million each for the reunion special which is obviously more than that 1 million per episode that they had uh, when at the end of Friends. Wow. So, a lot of money. That's all I got. All right. Well, let's jump into some friendship tests. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Jen. I don't know if I'm ready for this, but uh, you came with the, the idea that we do something similar to the Real Housewives episode and and – liking the idea of who said lines and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I turn the microphone over to you. Okay. So um, Justin, you asked me to come up with five. However, I came up with six questions or six quotes and I'm sorry for going above and beyond, but overachiever. That's that's why you're the extraordinary expert. Yes. Okay. So quote number one, Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. Who do you think, based off of your knowledge, said that? The way you said it sounded like a real housewife. (laughs) 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 Um, Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. Which character said that line? I'm going to say Ross. I'm going to go, that sounds like a Monica type line. It is Monica. Oh yes. gosh! Yes, I was I was gonna say Monica, but then it seemed too obvious. Okay, all right. I actually think it sounds like Ross for for you. Not too wrong, Brian. I, okay, but 
Okay. It was Monica. Well, okay. you know, whenever we do these tests with the get the guests and and they test us, I always finish last. I I'm always yeah. behind Justin. Justin always. You're... Question one right now. You're good. You still have time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you can get this one. Question or quote two. Isn't this exciting? I earned this. I wiped tables for it. I steamed milk for it, and it was totally not worth it. Who's FICA? Why is he getting all my money? Mm. Do you want me to guess first, or do you want sure? What? Yeah, should we go back and forth so that sure? You know, yeah, yeah. I don't um, think it's going to have any impact on what I guess, but I will guess Rachel. Uh, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stick with Rachel. I'm gonna say Phoebe. It is Rachel. Oh! I, I questioned, I thought it might have been Joey for a second um, because that sounds like something he might say, but but the waitress piece gave, gave me. Joey also break. worked at Central Perk, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. He was terrible at his job. He was. He was. Yeah. All right. Yes, he was. Down early. I think a negative uh, paycheck because he kept giving mm-hmm. muffins to pretty girls <laughs> and calling it their birthday. <laughs> Um, All right. Quote three. I stepped up. She's my friend and she needed help. And if I had to, I'd pee on any one of you. Mm. I'm going to go with Chandler. I will also go with Chandler. Joey. Oh. <laughs> Darn it. All right. That's okay. All right. I, I got to I got make a comeback here. Three more. Okay. Your collective dating record reads like a who's who of human crap. Your collective dating record reads like a who's who of human crap. My first this time? Yeah. I will go. Oh, this doesn't sound like it. Oh, uh, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chandler. I'm gonna go Chandler. I'm going Ross. Phoebe. Oh. You guys have to watch more Friends. Yeah, we no, do. This is bad. I started strong. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I need. I need this the last two. And um, Justin, I believe this is one of a. Lissa's favorite quotes too. Uh oh. Okay. You better get this then. Well, isn't that, <laughs> well, isn't that just kick you in your neck, spit on your neck? Fantastic. Oh, actually, I did not look this up, and I' going to rephrase that. <laughs> well, isn't that just kick you in your crotch, spit on your neck? Fantastic. Mm. It sounds familiar. Well, isn't that just kick you in your crotch, spit on your neck, fantastic. I have my guess. Chandler. I think you're first, Brian. Yeah, I'm going Chandler again. Rachel. Oh, my gosh. I chose hard ones. (sighs) Yeah, really. Last one. Until the age of 25, I thought the only response to I love you was, oh, crap. Can I ask a question? Sure. Because uh, my memory, I'm trying to remember all of this. Uh, has has it been new new characters each time, or have we had doubles up? 
Have we doubled you up on characters? You had Rachel twice. Everyone okay. else has been once. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I had to be someone twice, so you couldn't. No, I, I, I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's good. I, I, at some point, I was like, it's got to be Chandler at some point because I was like, this sounds like he might say it. Um, can you repeat it one more time? Sure. Until the age of twenty-five, I thought the only response to "I love you" was "Oh crap." I got mine. Okay. Are you first or am I? You're first. Oh, this is so hard. I'm like thinking through like how their relationships were and how they started, and it sounds like oh, I'm going Chandler again. I don't know why. I'm going to go Monica. Chandler. Oh, no. Skunked. I got skunked. I thought it was one of the guys, and I was like, Joey wouldn't say that. I mean, I guess it could have been. I'm so glad. I finally got it. Gosh. I'm really proud of you, Justin. Proud of my 50%. (laughs) Now, Brian, this is a very, very famous quote. Do you know who said pivot? Ooh. Uh, that's probably one of the popular lines okay because I, I think I saw it on it, it, I think I know it's between two people uh, because I saw it on a t-shirt when I was looking at my news but I'm trying to remember who the other person was because I think one of them was Rachel and the other one was Joey no, you had no chance if you couldn't get that one. <laughs> That's Ross, right? That is Ross. I had okay. texted Alyssa, Justin's wife, earlier, and I said, "Is pivot too easy?" And she went, "Yeah, don't use pivot." <laughs> uh, that would have been a gimme. Brian could have used the gimme, maybe. Yeah, but... pop culture, pop culture. I'm sorry, Brian. You didn't know the the level of friends knowledge at the time. Yeah. Okay. I, no, no. Honestly, I. I think what we have to remember is that the people listening to this episode are hopefully big fans and hopefully will be challenged by you more than Brian and I uh, embarrassed ourselves with. So I appreciate the challenge. Uh, well, you know, we have, we'll, we'll do maybe two, two to three quick friendship tests here thing, but, but they are kind of deep. So yeah. I really want to know your opinion. Yeah, because so. I, I was going to say, when I was reading these that you put in here, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how much I can contribute to this. <laughs> well, well, then, I, uh, Brian, chime in when you can. But, but I really want to hear Jen's perspective of this. So were Ross and Rachel really on a break? And who, whose side do you land on in that debacle? So I want to point out that the episode's name is the one where Ross and Rachel take a break. So I think that it's implied that, yes, they were on a break. What I think is never debated, and I want to point out, is the break and break up are different. And so I wish she had said, like, let's take a time out, because I think that's what she meant. I think she meant, like, we're not broken up. Let's pause on our relationship. But Ross, you know, took it as we're broken up but I think the bigger problem is it was like that night or 24 hours later so I sided with Rachel because I think if you love someone you can't get over someone that quickly and 
I realize that there are rebounds and I realize people move on. I don't think he moved on. I think he was never in love with Chloe, the copy girl, but I just am not a fan of Ross's behavior. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I would be on your side with that as well. I mean, mainly because of how quick it happened. That's like the real only reason that comes up. Um, but I, I think, you know, if it was, I don't know, a week later, two weeks later or whatever, and she's, you know, non-responsive and really like actually feels like it's on a break, then yeah, I, I feel like Ross is fine to whatever. Fine yeah, he didn't give it enough time no. to even learn what the definition of break was because it was like hours later. Yeah, yeah. He was reactionary to it. but Right, which... I think a lot of people, though, I have never looked it up, but I would assume that a lot of people actually side with Ross, given even just the title of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that they were on a break, but I think Ross was wrong to do what he did. Right. Makes sense. Um, I did love how in the last uh, episode that he had that small little nod to that, like where they mm -hmm. finally get together. And they're like together forever kind of thing. And it's like, unless we're on a break. And, you know, everybody's yeah. like, whoa. It was good. Now, Brian, do you believe a break and a break up are the same thing? No. Okay, so you would be siding. So if someone said to you, we're on a break, would you essentially sleep with somebody different <laughs> that night? Yeah, that is no. I, I understand. I, I got where you guys are going. <laughs> I just, I mean, like, you know, Ross is probably my least favorite character. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bitter there. What, uh, so, what episode or what season does this happen in? I don't know. Third, second, third, third, second. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. I know season five is when um, Monica and Chandler get together. And Ross marries someone new. Yeah. Emily, right? Ross gets married a lot. Yeah. Honestly, like just a small aside, the there's a lot of hate on. I mean, we'll get into this, but there's a lot of hate on on Ross, and uh, I feel like his character was set up to not be like the biggest fan of him. Like he's juxtaposed to the other characters that are, I don't know, different. But yeah, anyway, we can get into that in a minute. Yeah, um, he brings me some of the most laughs, despite his behavior. I there. I would say my favorite episodes revolve around him. Oh, okay. Good to know. Did you, uh, did you like when Joey and Rachel got together? Not loving Ross. I did not love that Rachel was with Ross in some ways. I think that is a very unpopular opinion. Hmm. And I actually think she is better suited for Joey and the type of person Joey is but I didn't love that they were together because their friendship was so good and I didn't, and I knew it wasn't going to last. Um, yeah. But I feel that there was a quote that I think Rachel said, and she said, I guess we just weren't as good as friends as we are. She was referring basically to like why Monica and Chandler worked and why Joey and her did not. And I think that that kind of, that one sentence like really put me at ease knowing that like they are going to be friends and the fling didn't get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it was something that felt like it should have happened, but then it, 
as it was happening, I was like, this is forced. I don't know. It was kind of weird how it kind of came together. Not, not even forced. Like you, I think fans kind of saw their personalities be so similar and they should match together. And then it's like, you really want this here? We'll give it to you, but it's not going to work. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was not, I thought I would maybe like it. And I was shocked when I like, didn't like it, I guess is how I would play it off. Um, all right. Last question before we get into the friendship test, who was the best friend and who was the worst friend? Not necessarily the best and worst character, but right. who do you think were the best and worst friends? I would say the best friend in my opinion would be Joey. He is the most supportive. He, I also think Chandler is a very good friend to Joey. And I would say if you're really looking at only their relationship, Chandler's the best friend, but specifically to Joey. But I think Joey has equal friendships with all of the the five mm. others. Um, and I don't think that is equal for all of the characters to say. He is very supportive and he takes like, I literally could do like a pros cons list and his pros would be so much longer than the other people and his cons would be very short. He's just an all around supportive friend, has people's backs, good secret keeper as we learned. Ah, Um, Somebody I would want to be friends with. Yeah. And now who on the flip side, who's on the the worst? I think you know my answer, but it's gotta be Ross. He's stubborn Mm, and selfish and really can't get over things like the, the, we were on a break. It's all like, they could have been together a lot sooner if Ross could just get over him yeah. being wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. I think what for me, yeah. yeah, for me, I would say Chandler jumps out to me. I think there was there's many moments in the show where he, and you mentioned the, the Joey relationship where he is just a really strong supporter of Joey. And you see there's a lot of touching moments throughout the series where you know, he's got his back and even uh, like, I think it was what the bracelet episode where he, he kind of like comes off as in some cases a bad friend, but, but really he's like, he's wearing this bracelet that Joey got him. Who else would wear this ugly thing just because like he wore it because of that. And they, you know, and they always find a way to just, you know, come together. And I, I, I've always, I liked that relationship with those two and, and I just always thought Chandler was a good friend. And and, the, and really, the way I kind of looked at it was, who's the least, one of the least self-centered people? And Joey and and, and Chandler, to me, are those two people. Um, the worst for me, I would put Rachel. I just think she's, I mean, maybe that's why Rachel and Chandler are made for each other. But or, Rachel and Chandler. Or, sorry, not Rachel and Chandler. Rachel and Ross, Ross. are made for Uh-oh. each other because they're so self-centered. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like there are moments, sure, that Rachel's caring and can be there for other people for sure. But there's also, um, and it's actually funny that you you mentioned Joey. I think you see people's caring nature when they're interacting with Joey because they're like, kind of like he's everybody's little brother almost in some ways. I mean, maybe don't stream like that, but the we're going to help him out. We're going to help him here. Like even Rachel helping him with sailing and that type of thing. Like there's moments that you see the best of every character, sometimes the worst at times, but to just 
you know, help other people and it's usually around Joey. So maybe I should change that to Joey, but um, yeah, I would, I'm going to stick with, yeah, for sure. It can't, you can't, I think it's cool that, you know, I would, I always look up quotes and I think it's really hard to choose a quote from the show because they all feed off of each other. You can't choose anybody to even be like the best friend because they all feed off of each other. Right. It's definitely, it's cool that they work together. It, that's what makes it so wonderful. Yep. Brian, any thoughts? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I was immediately going to go to Phoebe as as the most friendly, but I I don't have enough knowledge to say like oh she you know she was not a good friend in these areas. Uh, and then on the flip side, I would have said Rachel would have been my my least friendly friend and i don't, do you I don't agree on the rachel front jen do you agree that, that rachel do you agree that rachel is one of the worst ones i would say the top and i have thought about this the top three are joey chandler phoebe and the, t- the top bottom would be monica ross and rachel rachel is often one of my favorite characters um, so I, I think I appreciate her a little bit more. Monica can be very supportive as well. They all are at different times, mm-hmm. but it's hard to say worst because they're all good. But yeah. I do think Ross is a clear winner for that. And I think best, I, d- I can easily agree with you on Chandler. Joey, I just chose because I think he has more friendships yep. where Chandler's really relates to Joey. Makes sense. Well, Brian, or is it is that time? Shall we? Yeah, we're way over today. Way over today. No, I'm sorry. I told you from the beginning I'd like to talk. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, let's jump into some delusional thinking. You really are crazy. All right. So we we may need to describe this a little bit more to Brian yep. here. Yep. Um, I was I was frantically trying to google search what the box was yes so um so the delusional thinking today obviously friends themed is um and this actually came i i I gathered some intel from the internet this was a i found a uh survey and it was probably three hundred thousand people that took this specific question and it was 51 percent one thing and 49 percent the other so I thought it would be a good topic to debate potentially. So the question is, would you rather eat Rachel's trifle or spend a day in a box? Now I said a day and I originally had Thanksgiving day, um, but I'm just going to say, you know, a day this weekend you have to spend in a box um, or you have to eat Rachel's trifle. Now, Jen, as the person of knowledge, do you have any questions to clarify before we get into this conversation? I've got questions. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Well, I know Brian does, but but I wanted to check with Jen first. She understands the question. Yes. So Brian, ask your question. So Jen, okay, what what is the trifle, and what's in it? It's like lady fingers, custard, whipped cream, raspberry jam, beef. Sauteed with peas and onions, some more lady fingers, some more whipped cream, something along those lines. Yep. 
I believe uh, the only things you didn't list are banana and onions. Oh, no, beef uh, sa sauteed oh, with peas oh, and onions. Oh, soup. Sorry, I missed the onion Bananas. Part. I didn't yeah. have bananas. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. She so, had two pages of a cookbook stuck together. English, like, um, shepherd's pie and, and English trifle. Yes, she exactly. She did a combo meal. Oh. So picture... Picture those two things together. Okay. <laughs> and she made a pretty large quantity of it. So that's part of this as well is that you have a pretty healthy, um, not just like one serving, you have to eat like a bowl of this. Yeah. Trifle. Oh, people have um, remade and then the it. Box. People have decided to remake this. <laughs> Why not? Ugh. To try it out? Okay. All right. The box. And then, Jen, do you want to explain the box scenario? Sure. Um, Joey was dating a woman named Kathy and Joey goes on a lots of dates and gets lots of women. Chandler does not have the same amount of luck. However, found himself falling in love with Kathy, Joey's girlfriend mm -hmm. and Kathy reciprocated those feelings and they kissed and Joe, um, Joey would have been fine if Chandler had just told him, but he told him after the fact. So the punishment was to, remain in a box with a couple of air holes for a period of time until he thought about what he did. <laughs> and the, bo the box is a, a relatively large box, right? Like you can kind of lay down-ish in it, I think, if I remember the size correctly. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll start with that. Uh, I think, Jen, maybe we'll start with you since you're the expert. Where where does your mind go between these two options? Oh, the trifle. It's an actual like it's not like a cardboard box. This is like a box box. No, it's Yeah, I remember it having like a door type. Yeah. Thing. Okay. What I came it? Was it like a TV or a I think I've seen this episode. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go for it, Jen. W which yeah. one are you going? I, I don't remember what the box is made of. Um I would I would choose Rachel's trifle. There is no doubt in my mind. I would choose it every time. Hmm. Now, why? So you're not afraid of the the flavors put together and getting sick, or I don't think you'd get sick. You're going to have the same meal separately. It's not going to, you know, like you'll eat your shepherd's pie. You can have the trifle. It's all going down. I don't know. It doesn't really affect me. I think I would try to separate the layers on my plate and eat them as separate. Ooh, I don't, uh, I'm going to vote no. You can't do that. Yeah. You have okay, to eat I it together. I the trifle. I don't... It sounds so boring in the box. Okay. Now, if you had a phone in the box, would that change anything? I don't think it would. Okay. I would choose the trifle. It's, it's over and done very quickly. Yeah. And as... Joey says, "What's not to like?" <laughs> he does say that. Are we um, eating like how much of this are we actually eating? Uh, I think you have to eat the entire thing. If it's comparable to a day in a box, you have to eat that entire thing in one sitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out is, the, is like the meat cold or warm. She made it early on in the day, so I'm going to go with cold. Oh, yeah. yikes! What do you What are you thinking, Brian? Where, where's your mind go? Um, 
You know, like I like shepherd's pie a lot. I do too. And <laughs> and I I don't know if I oh man spending a day in the box would would be terrible. I think I think I'm gonna have to go with Jen and and eat the trifle because I don't know if I could spend a day in a box. Like if I'm just sitting in a box, one, I'm assuming I'm I don't have like a pillow or like anything that's comfortable to be able to sleep very well. Two, like I would assume the box is just big enough for me to fit into. And so I couldn't like move around very much. And so I would imagine that I would like cramp up or something while in the box and not be able to do anything about it. Whereas the trifle, I mean, I could eventually, I think, suck it down. Shoot, I've been going plant-based. So I, you know, some of these weird plant-based meats that I've tried are pretty bad. So, I mean, it's got to be something comparison to this, right? I don't know. The honestly, all of those foods separately sound very good. Together is where yeah. I, I'm like a little weary. Like the banana, yeah. did you say banana? Right, banana was in there. Yeah, bananas. In banana there. and the the peas and onions, like probably the the most. Uh, the thing I don't like the most is probably the onions, to be honest. The rest of it I'd be cool with. I hate... So, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, I like most of the ingredients in, in trifle as well. I hate peas, though I've, I've grown up enough to deal with them. Um, but most of the other things are, are, are good. Now, I love combining food together, but I also never combine some... I would never in a million years combine those two things. And it sounds terrible. Like I'm getting sick. Like the mo- the moment I, maybe you eat a little bit of it that is, is in layers. So maybe you get the sweetness a little bit, but then you're getting into this mixture of nastiness. Um, and I, with how big that bowl is, I, I, I just, I'm confident I'm getting sick. So for me, and this is with the, uh, the clarification that I threw out there and Jen denied anyway, uh, with a cell phone, I think I'm choosing the box. What about without a cell phone? I'll tell you what. Time. I'll tell you what. I would still choose the box. Okay. If I was surrounded by friends, like in Friends, um, during that time. Oh, he wasn't allowed to talk. He had to think about what he did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought there was moments when he spoke up. Maybe that was when Joey allowed it. I think he got yelled at every time he spoke up. I oh, haven't okay. seen the episode in a while, but from my memory, there was like a, Shh, if you're talking, you're not doing a lot of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. So with the without a phone and with no talking, which has just made this experience so much worse, Try full, try full. Yeah, I, I think you've I think you've shifted me over to try full. I'm gonna make 
I'm going to Justin's go a flip flopper. He always he starts one I way. I like and... to see all the facts. I like I'll to see all the facts. I'll make it for you the next time you're in town. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Perfect. We can share it. I'm not eating it by myself because we both want it. <laughs> right. Is there at least mashed potatoes on this this uh, shepherd's pie that was supposed to be? I think there is. I think there's no potatoes. I that don't... was the part of the recipe that got ripped off or cut off. Right. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll all agree, which is good. I mean, you know, I don't know how long we talked today—an hour and a half. That was that was a good, good friends focused episode. Um, I guess I'll start by saying, or finish by saying, thank you to you, Jen, for joining us. Yeah. On Thanks, this Jen. Episode. Um, Thanks for listening. Two dudes that like to talk about random stuff, and today you were a very strong expert impressive expert yeah thank you yeah you might you rival Alyssa as as far as probably our most expert expert i would say oh, which good. which is saying something because we've had some good experts some yeah. really strong experts um and this topic in particular has a lot of passionate people in it mm-hmm. and um honestly like you you could have came off as disappointing to friends fans, but I don't think you did. I think you were uh, you were spot on. So, Great, thank, thank you again for your time. Uh, I'll uh, I'll close off by saying for for the listeners out there, thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate your time as well. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us on Google, uh, Apple, or Spotify, or really wherever you're getting your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Quest for One Hundred or on Facebook and Instagram at Quest for 100 Podcast. Well, until next time on the Quest for 100. Quest for 100.